Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Parent, your influence in your home. Well, It's without measure. I can't measure the importance of it. You know how many homes we have today with no father? Mother, be that influence. You can be it with God's strength. Those children need to see your walk with God is alive. Get out of the comfort zone and simply obey God. There's a crisis in the church in America today. Children of people who call themselves Christ followers are leaving the church they grew up in. Some are even renouncing all association with Christianity. Many say they did so because they didn't see what they heard in church reflected in the lives of their parents. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the need for those who claim to follow Jesus to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. You'll be encouraged to examine your own life and to make certain that you are making the effort to be as true of a Christ follower as you possibly can. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapter 5 as he continues his message, Fruit All Over the World. I'm calling you to step out in your faith and follow me 24-7, not as a fisherman, but as a fisher of men. You and my other disciples are going to go and fulfill the mission of why God sent me. Follow me and let's go fish for the souls of men and women. Let's go and make disciples. Look at verse 11. So they pulled their boats up on shore and left everything and followed him. Here's number six. A little long, but I want you to write it for a reason. Disciples bear fruit by number one, influencing others, and number two, by making more disciples. You see, because of Peter's obedience... The other people on the shore and the other fishermen get to see, get to experience that miracle catch of fish. That reminds us of a very important principle. People are watching your life. They want to see if what you say is the way you live. That's why Jesus said, be light. Be salt, and by your good works, make God look good. See, as Peter obeyed, it had a great influence, number one, in the crowd. 
Because when they brought that fish in, the people were absolutely amazed. How could that, in the, in the daytime? That's the greatest catch we've ever seen. Peter, you've been here, we've been watching you all, that's nothing, that's amazing. But not only that, the other disciples who just tagged along when Peter said, come on, I need help, they came out. It influenced them. See, you and me, our steps of obedience have a great influence on people. Parent, your influence in your home, well, it's without measure. I can't measure the importance of it. You know how many homes we have today with no father? Mother, be that influence. You can be it with God's strength. Those children need to see your walk with God is alive. Get out of the comfort zone and simply obey God. Now, as you understand people are watching us, disciples stimulate other people to become disciples. Let's go back quickly. Just follow me in my mind. The Great Commission. Go into all the world and what? Make, tell me, make, make disciples. Who's that for? Is it for you? Raise your hand if it's for you. Okay. So you're supposed to make disciples. You can't make a disciple unless you're already a disciple. If you're a carnal Christian, can you make a disciple? No, you cannot. If you're a baby Christian, can you make a disciple? No, you cannot because you don't know enough yet. It doesn't take long for that little seed to begin to grow, does it? So disciples make other disciples. Some of you, because you've obeyed God, many of you have begun tithing, and God's blessing you. What will you do with that? You've heard me give testimony. You'll tell other people. That will be an influence to them. Thousands of you are going to be in small groups, community groups, for the very first time. But as you begin to see what God's doing there, guess what you will do? You will be talking about it. See, you're a person of influence. And pretty soon, because of your obedience, your obedience is going to allow you to make other disciples. That's what happened in this situation. Peter's simple obedience, not understanding what God asked him to do, he just did it. It was the word of God. Now, look at verse 11 again. So they pulled their boats up on the shore And they left everything and followed a church. Is that what it says? Well, let me make it right. They they followed Calvary Chapel. They followed, say it with me, him. Being a disciple is not about a church. Being a disciple is about following Jesus We're a disciple of not a church. You're a disciple of Jesus. They followed him. Here's number seven. Disciples bear fruit by following fearlessly. Peter, James, and John, what did they leave behind? Well, to start with, the biggest catch of their life. They walk off. Think about that. They just walk off. Well, they also, of course, leave behind what? Their relatives, the fishing business, the whole deal. They had already become 
quote, followers, but Jesus was now calling them to a discipleship. They already knew about Jesus. They were being called to now have a different viewpoint, eternity in view. They would continue to hear from Jesus that lost people matter to me, so they need to matter to you. What do you see in verse 11? They left everything and followed him. Priority, commitment, and God first. Following Jesus will be the death of you. Following Jesus was the death of Peter and James and John. They were no longer in control. See, when you follow, you're not in control. Now, as that begin to happen, did it cost them? Hello? Yeah. Was it worth it? It's going to cost you to follow Jesus. Is it worth it? Yes, it is. I want you privately to answer this question. Christ followers have two options in life. Option number one, to live our lives in shallow water, paddling around in fear, refusing to step out of our comfort zone, simply refusing to step out and obey God. I wish I could say to you that the majority of Christians in our world aren't there. But it doesn't matter what they do. I'm asking you, is that you? Do you live your life, option one, paddling around, kind of one foot in Christ and one foot in the world, but if, if it sounds good and if it looks like it's going to be good for you, obey. If not, then I just don't do it. Here's option number two. Option number two is to live our lives in the deep water. By stepping out with fearless faith and full dependence on God. See, option number two is the only option for a disciple. Option one is not enough. Option one is for a carnal Christian or a baby Christian. They don't get it yet. Now, here's what I do want you to write. So you can write this down. If you live your life in shallow water, there'll be little fruit and little fulfillment. There'll be little fruit and little fulfillment. But if I live my life in deep water by simply obeying when God asks me to obey, there'll be much fruit, which makes God look really good. It pleases him. And I live a fulfilled life. What I'm trying to challenge all of us to do is to step out and follow Jesus in the deep water. Start realizing Yes, it's going to cost you, but it's worth it. And you are getting it. So many of you are getting it. I'm proud of you. But don't stop. It's not stepping out once. See, when they follow Jesus, they would follow him all the way to the cross. They would make all kinds of mistakes. We all do. But later, they would lay their life down for him. Now, what exactly would that lifestyle of living in deep waters look like? Fast forward around 20 years. After Jesus goes, what did that lifestyle of disciples making disciples and people coming to Christ, what did that look like? Turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1 and go down to verse 6. There's Colossians 1, about halfway through the New Testament. If you get down to verse 6, 
we begin to see about 30 years later what the result of these fearless 12 disciples, actually 11, following Jesus' passion and sharing the good news, how it multiplied, how it changed. Take a look at verse 6. I'll start kind of in the middle of verse 6. Colossians 1. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. So what do we see there? Within those 30 years, the gospel spread all over the world, changed lives everywhere. Why? Because the disciples were learning to live in deep water, simply trusting God. Even when it didn't make sense, they obeyed him. They were in the word. They were sticky. They were amazed as they shared the gospel. The gospel, the passion that Jesus had given them had never left. And Paul writes to this church, notice when he says, all over the world. The gospel is bearing fruit just as it has been doing in you from the first day you believe. In other words, what Paul is saying, there's greater fruit everywhere. Say it with me. Here we go. Here we go. Greater fruit all over the world. Say it again. Greater fruit all over the world. Now, I want you to look at that. That's what God wants. Not just greater fruit in Melbourne or in Sebastian. Or up in Vieira. Greater fruit in all the world. I don't know where God's going to lead you. I don't know what God's going to do. But it's not just about Bavard County. There's seven plus billion people in the world. The gospel had spread. We're doing a good job. Three campuses right now. But you know what? God's going to start planting more church. Most of our church plants in CCM, basically almost all except one or two, are overseas. But God's going to begin growing, planting churches right here. In towns where there is no church, where there is no word, where people don't know that there's a God that loves them, that they can obey. You see, this greater fruit has begun happening even here while we're sitting here from this church right here. New visitors to our community. We've been in contact, you guys, the 700 of you that are missionaries, 700. You've contacted 60,404 people. 60,000 people. Notice next. Emails sent. 83,000 emails you've been sending out. Responding to people. Answering them. Sharing with them. Encouraging them. Active online missionaries right now in this community? 700. What are we trying to get to? At least 1,000. So start praying. You don't have to go overseas. You just sit out at your computer. Next. Visitors, you gave an opportunity to receive Christ. 1,200 people in the last seven or eight months have come to Jesus Christ because of you guys. 1,200 people in your little computer time with those lost people. 1,200 people will be in heaven. That's amazing. Next, people who indicated a decision to accept Christ. 159. So in other words, these other people are going to do what? They're going to come back again? They're going to ask you again? They're going to ask you again. Does it take time for people to become Christians? 
Yes, it does. Most people do not become a Christian, what? First time. They have to hear it again, and they have to hear it again, and they have to hear it again. So we're hoping that those 1,200 that we gave an opportunity, see, they actually wrote in and said, I want to find more about Christ. Or many of them actually said to us, I've already, I've just accepted Jesus Christ for the very first time. Last, people who initiated a follow-up. People wanted to be followed up for all kind of discipleship that was going on. So that's a great way for you to get involved. So we just go to GMO and begin to see what God's going to do in your life. Now, there's one more exciting thing, and I have to read you this little story first, okay? We have a young man named John who is Japanese descent. He says this, Pastor Mark, I've been reaching out to my relatives in Japan, Hawaii, and other states over the years. And for Christmas, I was going to write them a letter in Japanese to share the gospel with them in a new way. God gave me the idea to simply share the gospel with my relatives through a bridge illustration in Japanese that has keyword and phrases in Japanese. Sumiko, a Japanese lady from our church, helped me with the right phrases. He's worked hard, got it exactly right. Japan is one of the hardest places to reach people in all the world. You can go to Korea, and there's hundreds of thousands of Christians. Go to Japan, and it's way less than 1%. Just very difficult. So here, God's put it on his heart. He's done this. Now, let me read more to you. Next, I prayed, and God guided me in making up a double-sided page presentation with two parts to share the gospel with my relatives, which is titled, The Real Meaning of Christmas in Japanese. Now, let me tell you what else happened. Then I took this to the print shop to get double-sided copy made. I showed a young man at the print shop, and he said, Wow, is this a Christian presentation in Japanese or something? Then I asked him, are you a Christian? And he responded, a little bit. (laughs) Okay, don't laugh, because some of you respond, not at all, right? I don't know what a little bit means, but whatever. So I got to share the gospel right there and invite him to church. Amazingly, as we talked, he told me he had taken a Japanese language class in high school. Another by accident as you walk into the print shop. He said, Pastor Mark, you actually believe that God opened that door? You don't? Well, sure God did. Lost people matter to God. And he'll use a presentation that's going to go to Japan to speak to a young man that's going to print it right here in our county. Don't underestimate. Expect, say it with me, the unexpected. Get excited about following God. Now, I want to end with this verse. You know it well. Peter would eventually probably go back and remember this verse. It's spoken to us in Joshua chapter 1. Here's what God says to Joshua as he begins to take over, as Moses has died, he begins to take over. He's fearful. Remember the excuses we used before? Here's what God says to Joshua. Joshua says this to the people. Study the book of instruction continually. For us, that's the Bible, God's word. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure just to read it. Is that what it says? Well, just to memorize it so you can quote it. No, to obey it, which means what? Get sticky in it. 
Never be ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God to salvation. Never be ashamed. Be ready to give an answer at any moment that someone that has a question about how to come to Christ. That's the word of God. That's God's word. Always be ready with an answer to answer someone who's questioning you. How do I get to heaven? Can I really have faith? What's happening? Where is God? Where, what in my life? I'd be ready with an answer. That's what we're talking about here. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Now look at this. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. You see, God's idea of prospering is very different than man's idea. It's not about accumulating. It's about getting the kingdom of heaven expanded and people into heaven. As you do that, you and I become so fulfilled. And I just want to say to you, you're doing fantastic. Keep in the word of God. Keep sticky in it. Be ready. Be looking. Be fruitful as you're doing. Watch God stimulate you. Watch him take you outside of your comfort zone. That's where the excitement of life really is. Do you understand that if you follow him, he will take you down paths that you could have never imagined to touch lives that need Jesus? That's what Jesus did. He's our example. He's our role model. I'm a disciple of Jesus. If you're following Jesus, you need to be right with him. Follow is a very important term. Follow means to, get ready, in the Greek, in the Hebrew, in Japanese. Follow means to follow. And how do you follow? Not like our dog. Come on, Kimmy. Don't make God get a leash for you. Just follow. How do you follow? Through his word. As you're in the word and you're doing it, I'm proud of you. Disciples, please God. Disciples make other disciples. Disciples are fruitful and we're going to take the gospel around the world in a lot of different ways. Some of you are going to go on trips you've never imagined with Pastor Dave and Pastor Dean and Norm and the other guys. You're just going to go to places you never can imagine God would take you. God's going to give you an idea to write something. You're going to go. You're going to go to a coffee shop. I didn't tell you, but there was an individual who, who listened, and I had an hour and a half conversation with a wonderful young man at McDonald's this week about coming to the Lord and watching what's happening. See, find a place where you're sensitive to the Word of God and simply step out. Quit paddling around the edge. Get out in the deep and be amazed at what God will do. Today, Pastor Mark taught about Peter and his willingness to trust Jesus even when it went against what he knew. You heard that really serving God will require that you get out of your comfort zone. 
Pastor Mark encouraged you to stop looking at your circumstances or what you think your abilities are and to start to look to Jesus for guidance in your life. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Well, this finishes off Pastor Mark's series, Win Disciples Set. We trust that you've been challenged to become more than a convert or a carnal Christian, to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. As you reflect on these teachings, allow the Holy Spirit to show you where you are on the path to maturity and continue to move toward Jesus. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.